Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Uh, this is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank and at Ethos Pelicans. If you want to go and do that, that'd be great. Uh, we love the support and uh, the growing uh, following on, on both of the different uh, accounts has been fantastic and we love seeing new people meeting new people interacting with new people all that fun stuff uh also if you've got time go and give us a rate and review on apple podcasts or wherever you're getting your podcasts from obviously we're available uh pretty much everywhere that you can get podcasts we're on there so apple spotify amazon what else they got audible dash radio as well if you want to listen um on the days that they broadcast us, which I think is a Tuesday. Um, welcome back, the Pelicans, five and three. You wouldn't read about it. Think about this time last year when we were like, what, one and six or something? And we thought that the sky was falling in and woe is me, we're moving to Seattle and what is going on? Instead, the Pelicans win ugly, defeating an understrength. Golden State Warriors 114 to 105 on the first night of a back-to-back at the Smoothie King Center. Um, as we know, we have 11 of our first, well, eight of our first 11 games are on the road. We're slowly getting through there. Uh, Return from Los Angeles or the West Coast road trip and um, came back to the Smoothie King Center met with the Warriors on their second night of the back-to-back, decided to rest Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and also Draymond Green, and took it right to the Pelicans. Pelicans had the return of Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones, which is fantastic. Everyone moved back into their rightful roles uh, that they're more used to, uh, despite Najee and uh, Trey having 
great spot starts uh, and playing very well in their expanded roles. They moved back onto the bench and, and bolstered that second unit. Final score was 114 to 105. Uh, the Pelicans did everything they could to play sloppy and, and keep the uh, keep the Warriors in it. it. Was it was frustrating at times, honestly, it was. Um, but managed to close late uh, behind some heroics from uh, Larry Nance. Had a massive last quarter, uh, gobbling everything, dunking everything, and um, yeah, he was he was fantastic down the stretch. And uh, congratulations to whoever got Larry Nance's jersey. If you didn't know, he's auctioning them off all of his home game jerseys and, and donating the proceeds. He's doubling it and then donating that that uh, those proceeds to a local New Orleans school, which uh, is fantastic. And another um, just another feather in his cap for how much of a good guy he is. And um, yeah, so a great game. I saw it went for over 3000 I think. Uh, so... Cheeky six grand donation to the school, which is which is fantastic and um, a, a great initiative. So, um, with that being said, what happened? Well, the Pelicans got their starting five back. Uh, as I tweeted, the the Ferrari was back from the shop. It was a fantastic, but the best starting lineup in the league uh, on paper and on um, statistically. But uh, we had to fight a, a team that had a few. Kids come and get some minutes. So starting for them was Kaminga, Anthony Lamb, Kevon Looney, the only normal starter, um, Moses Moody and Jordan Poole. So they had some young guys. Uh, and then off the bench, guys like Ty Jerome and Wiseman. Uh, they went right down their bench, got Patrick Baldwin in, Rollins in and Jermichael Green. Played a whole heap of guys that probably haven't played that much this year uh, behind all the, the actual um, superstars that we know that they have. It um, it was a it was a tough one because they played the same system, but they had super fresh legs. Uh, they played sloppy, and and we sort of matched them. It it wasn't a, a pretty win by any stretch of the imagination. I know they all count the same, and um, at the end of the season, if you win fifty games, no one's going to go back and say, oh, but you know that Warriors one doesn't count as much because you you um had to play ugly and, and win by a little bit. Still counts as a win. We bank it. We're 5-3 and three on the season. There's plenty of teams in worse situations than us. And uh, and it leads us into the a game against the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. So looking forward to, to seeing that. But let's go to the quarter by quarter. Let's break down the numbers as we like to do. Quarter one, they actually led at quarter time, 27-26. to 26, And we couldn't get much going uh, they had a heap of free throws. I think they had nine or ten free throw attempts in the first quarter. And a lot of bailouts from the ref. There were situations where uh, I know James Wiseman came in at one point, was completely out of control and got bailed out, uh, got two shots out of it. There was some um, some crazy calls, but then they were also really good in the second half and tightened up and we were getting travel calls and it was consistent, which... which is all you can ask. If you're gonna, if the call is there and that's the call you want to make, you just got to make it at both ends. And I thought, honestly, the referees did a pretty good job tonight in terms of um, being consistent. And consistency is a key. I don't need you to be right 100% of the time. I just need you to be consistent so that I know what I'm coming up against. And awesome. So uh, second quarter, we got rolling. It was. Um, it's actually interesting in the first quarter, probably the first four or five minutes, we just never 
gave Zion a touch on the offensive end at all. Had a timeout. He then got involved, which was good. We're trying to get Brandon Ingram going, I think, um, which was fair enough. Uh, second quarter, we rolled on. We got uh, The second unit came in and just went on a run behind Jose Alvarado. He was just fantastic again. And honestly, I'm just about ready to crown him um, our most consistent, most uh, impactful player, I suppose, in um, particularly to momentum uh, in these first eight games. And no doubt he'll keep that going all season. But he has he's been fantastic. Um, he got the second unit firing up. Larry Nance as well was great. Najee, you know, we like to get him downhill. And, and what we saw was that you'd get one of your starters to go out, one of your of the big three or big four, and then another one would come back in. There was there was a time where Brandon went and sat down and Zion checked in. You know, that uh, that's a luxury that not many teams have. You, you don't let teams off the hook, particularly when you're all engaged. In this one, we weren't... We weren't engaged for the entire game, and I think that's what let these guys in, uh, let the the Warriors hang around instead of just putting them to bed early, which we should have done. Um, but again, you take the W, and hopefully the minutes that the guys had to play tonight don't show quite as much uh, in the second night of a back-to-back, and hopefully we got enough rest into them, but we'll see. Uh, quarter number three came out of the gates again, 27-25. to 25. Brandon Ingram hit a big shot on the buzzer uh, to put us up in in that quarter. And, uh, it was it was again another one of those games that uh, quarters that was just an arm wrestle. Guys weren't shooting well. I think we started one for eight in that quarter. Uh, it, it was not an impressive um, showing at all, and we sort of fell into a a situation where it was. Your turn to shoot, my turn to shoot. Oh, you've had three goes in a row, so now it's my turn, despite the fact that you've just made three shots. And we stopped moving the basketball quite as much. And that was this is just the eye test. I mean, the, the numbers might say completely different. There was heaps of assists. But it honestly was a situation where it appeared at times that when we turned the ball over a few times, someone would just take over and say, no, I'm just going to do it myself. And I don't think that's the um, the identity of the team that, that Willie Green is really trying to instill. I think he wants the ball moving and, and not playing hero ball. Of course, there's times to do that. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram going one-on-one on someone or Zion going one-on-one, CJ at times going one-on-one is, is, exa- is necessary. You need to just go and get a bucket. But I don't think you need to kill momentum at certain times by going hero ball because you're due for a touch. And I think that happens is that if you don't allocate the shots accordingly and and don't keep people engaged, you all of a sudden lose um, the quality looks that that person probably was going to get had we have moved the ball. Instead, the ball goes to Jonas and he forces it because he hasn't had a touch for, for five minutes. Or CJ has fed... Someone else for three three shots, so CJ will decide that he's going to do a fadeaway three. Um, and instead of getting that good look that he might have got if he had have passed and then cut or, you know, got into the teeth of the defense, we get this uh, this sort of look that wasn't ideal. And, and often in this game, we found that it was a long shot, late in the shot clock, that then resulted in a run out down the other end and, and these young guys were running and, and dunking all over it. So... 
we got let off. And I think if we played like that with the, their starters, we would have got beaten by 25. So it uh, it's not a great um, strategy at all. Uh, last quarter, thankfully, we built enough of a lead in that second quarter to um, to hold on 26 to 26 in that last quarter. They tied it and uh, we walked away up by nine, which is which is what you want. You, you want the win, you want the dub. We take that. Again, put another 114 on the board. Uh, points, that is. They put 105, and I think they they led the league in scoring so far this season with 118, and we're like 117 and a half or something. Uh, so that really is an interesting um, stat that we were able to hold them to that. Uh, shows that defense worked, but also then you need to look at the uh, subtraction of those key players. You know, Steph's been going off his absolute nut. Uh, Clay Thompson had eight threes last game. So the scoring comes because they have the quality to do that. It's the defensive end. And um, I think it became a bit of a shootout, a bit of a track meet at times. And and that's not how we want to play. We like to play with pace, but we don't like to play out of control. So there's we're eight games in. The sky isn't falling. We're five and three, as I said. Um but there are some screws that Willie Green, no doubt, will want to tighten up. And a few different, maybe rotations or maybe um, play calls that he will make and that other guys might have to uh, just grin and, and bear it and accept that their role may not be the 20-point scorer tonight or tomorrow night uh, and that perhaps they're in a facilitary role or, or they're a being the third option or the second option. It's not going to be everyone's night every night. And I think while they said all the right things before the season, in practice, it's going to take time. So we'll see what happens and how it plays out. But all in all, we'll take the W. That's that's what you want. So the actual stats, which is what we love, um, Pelicans finished shooting 50% from the field, had 81 shot attempts to their 35 of 71, 49%. Three-pointers, we hit 12 of 29. We actually got those those three-point attempts up, which was good. Uh, 41% to their 12 of 32, 37%. So, I mean, cancel each other out, whatever. Uh, free throws, we had 29 attempts and only hit 20 of them, 69%, which I think is completely unacceptable. Last game, uh, free throws probably cost us the game as well. We could have closed that out uh, had we have hit free throws all the way through the game. Uh, you leave them on the board, well, you're just leaving three points. You know, you hit uh, another five of those, you're winning by, what, 15, 13, 14? That game's, that game's over. Um, they're fighting against it. Assists, only 24 in this one to their 23. Like I said, the ball stuck a bit more in this one. And what we found was that they tried to force passes or tried to force shots instead of moving the ball. And that comes down to not playing with pace, not getting the ball into the into the front court quick enough. Uh, and that um, that's that's just the nature of things. Uh, you're going to get less assists when you don't pass the ball. Um, what else we saw? Rebounding battle, uh, 51 to 36. We smashed them. Uh, their guys got in foul trouble. Just a smaller side. They really are. Kevon Looney just had nothing compared to Jonas. Uh, Larry Nance was unstoppable as well. Everyone, we have that team rebounding, which is great. Um, and we showed uh, we showed that. Uh, what we had, they had 18 points off turnovers to our 36. So when they turned the ball over, we punished them. And that's what you got to do. If the team is going to be playing like that, I mean, total turnovers, they had uh, 22 and we had um, 
We only had 15. So you turn 15 turnovers, or 22 turnovers into uh, into 36 points of turnovers. I mean, that's that's good business. That's what you that's what you're wanting, and uh, and I I can appreciate that. So exploit what they give you, but don't give it back to them. 15 turnovers for us that's that's high. You know, you want to bring that you want to bring that down. If you can get it to 10 or 11, you're winning every game by 20 points. I tell you for free. Um, so all in all, good. Uh, good victory there. Over at the box score for us, uh, we got a good game from Brandon Ingram in his return from the concussion. He played 36 minutes, uh, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks. One big Herb Jones-esque block in the corner. He, uh, he blocked a jump shooter on the 3-point attempt, which was hectic. 7 of 10 from the free throw line, and he was 8 of 17 overall, 47%. Um... Zion, a bit quieter, 27 points, and didn't play down the stretch. Um, there's rumblings that he, he went off and spoke to a trainer, perhaps cramp or something. He was drinking water or drinking Gatorade or whatever he had, um, apparently. Uh, so watch this space to see how he is, but that's allegedly why he wasn't playing down the stretch. He wasn't benched or anything like that. Um, so 16 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, seven of 11, 63%. Uh, missed a couple of free throws, but hit two of the, of the others. And I thought he was solid. Uh, it is just, we need to get him involved earlier. He's a dominant force. And when they get worried about him, defenses collapse. They, they're always nervous about him, but it makes everyone else's job easier where you get Zion going early because then they overreact when he gets the ball. If we don't feed him, that uh, benefit and that advantage of having him collapse defenses goes away because they go, oh, well, they're not feeding him anyway, so why would we Why would we give him the ball? Or why would we relax off the three-point shooters or collapse the defense? They're not going to give it to him. So Zion is our biggest advantage. And you want Brandon Ingram to get easy shots or CJ to get easy shots or Trey Murphy, feed Zion because he can make that pass. He had one assist in this game, which means that the ball wasn't in his hand enough. I don't know, food for thought. JV, 19 minutes, uh, just short of 20, actually. He had 8 and 6, uh, only 2 of 3 shooting. Uh, didn't play that much because Larry Nance was. And also, you're going to probably need him tomorrow night against Atlanta a bit more, playing against a Clint Capella and, and a Kongu, who are big, strong men. Um, you're going to, and they got John Collins as well, big guys. So that's got to be uh, in, in the back of your mind that he's probably going to be needed a bit more against Atlanta tomorrow. Um, Herb Jones, he had four points, one rebound, two assists, three steals, one of five shooting, and all of two from three, hit his two free throws. I thought he was solid. Uh, he got a lot of these, like, touch fouls. He got nailed by a moving screen from Wiseman and then got up, gathered his feet, and got back in front of Jordan Poole, and they called a touch foul on him. And I was like, well, what can you do? Um, but Herb battled, as he always does. He's a, he's a plus when he plays, so, um... No doubt he will uh, He will continue to do his thing and, and they'll continue to take notice of him. CJ McCollum, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, 7 of 17. And he he took the same amount of shots as Brandon Ingram, 41%, 3 of 6 from 3. Had himself 3 turnovers, but, you know, it's one of those things. I, the one thing about CJ is that he's not a natural point guard. And what makes it tough is that he... He almost gets bored of passing the ball, and he's like, "Well, I better just go and get my twenty points now." And he'll go on a run and and 
play a bit of hero ball. I mean, he's he's a great player, but just let's just simmer. Let's bring it back. Let's chill. Get everyone else involved. You've got two all-world talents there. Um, give him the ball. Anyway, Najee back to the bench roll. Had himself a Tony Snell. All zeros in nine minutes. He was running cardio out there, but still defended. He did. He was solid. He just uh, didn't get any stats. Trey Murphy, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists in 27 minutes. 3 of 7 shooting, which was 3 of 6 from 3. And they came late. Uh, he hit 2 in a row very late. And uh, we need to keep giving him the ball because when he gets it, he hits it. Uh, Larry Nance, 20 points, 8 rebounds, a lot of rebounds, 10 of 12 on the night. Uh, he, he looks like he's got his spring back, and I love to see that. He looks really, really good. He looks strong. He looks bouncy, and he defends the living daylights out of it. He can switch on to anyone, and he had a great game. He's also a team-first guy, which is what I like. 18 minutes for Devontae Graham, 10... Uh, sorry, Jose Alvarado, rather. Uh, he was solid in 10, po- uh, 10 points, one rebound, two assists, two steals. And he was big down. Uh, every time we stopped the momentum, he came in and, and really took over and got that going again. Got another one of his trademark steals on Jordan Poole, which you love to see. Uh, and he will continue to get better the more we play him. So give him that. Give him the keys, basically. Devontae Graham, zero points, one rebound, four assists. He only took one shot. Um, but he was putting people in good positions. He got a couple of good little uh, passes to Larry Nance, which was good, uh, and he did what he could. Guys that didn't play, Dice, Jax, Billy, and Garrett, and the rest were injured, and Sebron's back with the squadron. Uh, For them, big games for Kaminga had 18, Lamb 16, 14 for Mooney, 20 for Poole, and 18 for Ty Jerome. So... All very good. After the break, we'll do a couple of takeaways and then we will get out of here. So stick around. I'll be back after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terrozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? That's right. It was a Brewski 150, and you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, this year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time, and Ethos 360 subscribers can get access now, and as can the Daily Fantasy Pass. Uh, Head to sportsethos.com, click on the Premium tab to grab your membership and draft guide today, and yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in all options. Check back daily for more updates, and go dominate your leagues with Sports Ethos. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here. Uh, So the Pelicans defeat the Golden State Warriors on a quick trip home, uh, wash a couple of pairs of jocks and get some more socks and head straight back out to Atlanta, 118 to 105. It was a bit of a dogfight. Guys didn't look uh, particularly 
uh, clean, I guess, with the ball. It was uh, it was difficult game and, and a bit of a slog, but we, we get the W. So, things I liked. Well, number one, it was great to see Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones back on the ground, uh, back on the field. It, it was really good uh, to see Brandon just get straight back into it. They were putting him in position to be successful, and he was being successful. But what it showed is that they recognize that this is our guy. Brandon Ingram is, is our guy. He's the one that that we basically win or lose on. He He's he's our winner. He's our leader. And he showed it in spades. He, near on 50% from the field. He's averaging over 50% for the year. He He's looked unreal. And I can't fault what he brought. He His three-point shot looks good. He's doing everything that we ask and more and we go as he goes. So really good to have him back. Uh, in addition, another thing that I liked was the second unit being back as one. Because they, they, while it's great to see Trey Moore and, and see Najee and they played well as starters, they've been practicing and they're used to playing with this different set of guys. So when that second unit comes on, we see the chemistry reignite between these guys, which I really like. And it, and it puts people back in their right positions. Guys know what their role is when they come in, come on. And they've accepted that and they played really well in their role. So that's what I like. Was Jose comes in, he commands the, the court when he's on. He sets the pace, he sets the tone and everyone gets going. And I really like that from the second line. I think that's that's been a real uh, testament to the team is the, the depth of this team and the ability to... Um, plug and play different players at different times. But at the same time, that unit together is also really solid and I think is, is better than some uh, starting lineups in this league. Maybe a bit controversially said, but I think we could ha- that team could hang with a few of the, the uh, middle-of-the-road teams for sure. And we saw that. They beat some teams when those guys are in the starting lineup. Um, finally, what I, uh, one thing I do want to comment on, and I suppose it's not really a key takeaway from the game, is is the, the the story and the sort of um, rhetoric going around about uh, Billy Hernan Gomez wanting out and, and things like that. We've seen uh, that he's liked a few posts uh, about Free Willy from Thomas Sadaransky, uh, wherever he is in the world. Uh, and there was another, there's a few different comments and stuff that he's liked that Billy should be getting more minutes and things like that. And I... It's hard because when your team is so deep in the style of play that we want, if if you're not going to cut further into Jonas's minutes and put Billy there as a part-time starter, basically, over Jonas, well, I don't know whether or not his style fits 100% with what we're doing. He's, he's, he's the same as Jonas, but with less of a jump shot, and he's a little bit... He's not as strong. So I, I just think... It's it's a tough situation, and I think he I think he's fantastic contributed to this team. I think he has a role here. Um, I just don't know whether or not that role is is what he deserves or what he's earned with his reputation and and his off um, uh, his off season work. I suppose being MVP of the Eurobasket, would he be able to get some more minutes somewhere else? Perhaps. I mean, it's always that grass. The grass is always greener, isn't it? You don't know until you get there. But um, what you don't want to have happen is have one of those key culture guys, and I talked about this earlier on in the year, is you don't want to have one of those key culture guys getting disgruntled. Because if that happens, 
and he gets a bit toxic around the locker room. Oh, I wish I was playing more and things like that. And it might not be intentional, but you just got to be careful managing those personalities. So that would just be something that to keep an eye on. Again, this is not because I've heard anything or anything like that. It's purely from the the narrative going around that he might be um, looking for more minutes, which of course he has. Uh, he is. He was asking for more uh, before the season started, and, um, and he hasn't got that. Well. You know, we just need to make sure that that is nipped in the bud uh, quickly and and addressed. And if he's got to get minutes, we'll give him a couple of minutes a, d- a game and, and we'll see what happens and let him earn his spot because you also don't know what you've got until you play him. So, I mean, perhaps that'll happen in a game that um, Jonas needs a rest or something like that. But we'll see what happens. Again, completely, like, unfounded narrative other than the... Um, the tweets and stuff that you see out there and that he's like different Instagram posts and that. And we, we like to spin things into a frenzy, but I just thought I'd comment on that. But besides that, we're going to be back tomorrow because we're playing the Atlanta Hawks straight away. So I feel sorry for the Pels who spent more time on airplanes than they have on the court pretty much in the last couple of weeks, but we're nearly through it. We've got four games in three, uh, three games in four nights. And we've had that last week. We'll have it again this week. So we're looking forward to that. I mean, for us, it just means more pills basketball. But I think I will leave it at that. So, of course, I'll speak to you tomorrow. This has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Stay safe. And, of course, of course, of course, guys. Bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.